one of the favorite things that I love about covering Rise is I get to talk to people that are much smarter than me and know a lot more about risk adjustment and STARS and OIG <laughs> and RADV and value-based care and all, all, of these, all of these cornerstones that, that we build managed care on. I get to talk to a lot of brilliant people, people that are leaders, uh, people that have built teams, that have built networks. Uh, so I got Deborah Convoy from Capital Blue Cross Blue Shield in, in Boston. Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania? Yes. Oh, so I thought, for some reason, I thought you were Boston. I am from Boston. Oh, you're from yes. Boston, but you're, <laughs> so Capital, what, what area does Capital service? Capital has uh, 21 counties in Middle Pennsylvania. Because I know Independence and I know Highmark. Yep, Middle Pennsylvania. So I, 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 I don't, yep. I'm but not But I did spend 30 years at Blue Cross Blue Shield in Massachusetts. Oh, okay, That's probably so you what spent, you're thinking. Okay, so you spent 30 yeah. years yeah. there. So you're at, so you're at Capital, so I, I stand corrected. So you're in Hershey and Altoona and, well, and all of those places? Well, we're headquartered in Harrisburg, but okay, I'm, still, Harrisburg. I'm still in Boston. So, oh, okay. Because my time, yeah. when I was in Highmark, I spent a lot of time on the turnpike. Yeah. So I know, I know the Pennsylvania turnpike like the back of my hand. I spent a lot of time in Hershey, a lot of time in State Well, you College, know better than me. I still haven't been to the corporate office. A lot office, of time but. in Altoona and, and, and all of that stuff. So you recently matriculated your role. So you're the vice president. Do you run the risk adjustment and the STARS team? That's right. Or just, That's right. All right. So, so you're running both. So you and I have been in the same role. I, I ran the risk adjustment in STARS yep. for Blue Cross Blue Shield of, of Arizona. Um, it can be a great and fulfilling experience. Yep. It can be a harrowing experience. <laughs> the time Now, one thing that I don't miss, and I always, every year, um, I always tease my friends on, on LinkedIn. I do not miss the day before star ratings come yeah. out. So the plan preview for star ratings, I would never, ever get any sleep. Because I knew, I knew that there was a, I wasn't worried, but there was always like a 5% chance that yeah. I was going to get fired that, yeah. that day. If the, if the star ratings really tanked that yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah. it, there was a chance that I could get fired. It wasn't, it wasn't likely, yeah. but um, I would always stay up all night. Yeah. And I was on the West Coast, so that preview data was eligible like 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to beat everyone to the yeah. office. So I'm in the office at like 5.15 yeah. in the morning because I want to be the person to announce that it comes out before anyone comes to HPMS and finds right. that out. So that's, that's some inside risk adjustment and STARS <laughs> leadership uh, banter. Did you really have to be in the business to understand that's that? That's right. But, uh, but Deb, uh, so thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we, we really appreciate having you. It's always great to have gurus and leaders and, and people that have been in this business that understand this business. So, so before we get started, how are you enjoying the conference? What is it like to be back out here with, with your colleagues, people I've seen that you've probably been working with, you know, 20 years in the industry, people That's that right. you've known, friends, and actually to be able to see people's faces. See faces. It's not just a bunch of N95s <laughs> with glasses That's and right. eyes, you know, it's, it's, it's really right. great to me to be back out here. Um, I've been to a lot of conferences that were pretty small, but this feels like this feels like what Rise used to be. It does, so it's, it's, yeah, it's really it does. I completely agree. It's so it's so exciting to be back here. So many faces that I just haven't seen, but the same faces, right? Yeah, the same faces right. have been in this space well, 20, 25 years. The funny thing is, so I was talking to my mentor, Hassan Rifat, who I used to work for um, at Windsor Health Plan here in Nashville many years ago. And he said, he's like, well, James, you know, he was like, now you're the old guy. He's like, you're. He's like, there's so many young people that come out of college and gotten a risk adjustment in grad school. And he's like, now you're you're the guy that's been in this business for 15, 20 years. Yeah. You're you're one of the the OGs. And I was like, wow, I never even thought about yeah. that because I see people like Haas, I see people like Jimmy Lou over at the yep, change yep. table. <laughs> exactly. uh, people that have been in, that I've looked up to and been in this business with and and have guided me through for sure. for many years. But now you know. People like me and you, we've been around, and, right. and, and now people are looking at us. It's just very, it's a very interesting dynamic. Um, 
What are some of the things that you've had a chance to, to pick up at the conference, some of the sessions that you've Yeah, that one you of my favorite to. sessions actually occurred yesterday. Dave Myers hosted it. Yeah, Dave's great. Dave was great. And, Dave's uh, one of my co-hosts. Yeah, he's, and he's Sean phenomenal. was on. Of Sean's course, you're always Sean's you. always great to right. hear. Yeah. Um, really good panel, great conversation yeah. around the differences between the types of audits that are oh, occurring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some, like, you know, sprinkling of inside sort of, you know, best practices, which I think for f folks like you and I have been doing this for right. so long, it's not really new, but it's for many new. of the younger folks, it's right. a lot of new information. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's scary. Uh, you know, the, it's, it's so good that you put it that way. One of the things I love about risk adjustment in STARS, you can't Harvard your way out of this. Yeah. You can't Stanford right. your way out of this. You That's can't right. Duke your way out of this. The best people that I know in this industry didn't even go to college. These are people that have been <laughs> medical it. coders yeah. for 40 years. Yeah. They did it in the military. They worked at the VA uh, or people that are that are nurses. They've yeah. been an RN. They've been they, they were charged like, nurse. I feel like you're talking about Brian Boyce, who's just amazing. And they, Brian's yeah, awesome. He's I, amazing. I, I, I was just I was just texting Brian <laughs> yeah. this morning, man, and I, I know that he's doing a new endeavor, you know, yeah. with Ion. So I'm yeah. very proud of Brian. I've worked with Brian. Brian's actually the first person that he did my first uh, Rad V uh, prep <laughs> yeah. audit like nine years ago. Yeah. He was the first person that came to me and he was like, hey, James, you know, we're doing charts and coding for you, but do you have any Rad V prep? And I was like, Rad V prep? I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you're not, you're not auditing charts in case you get Rad V. And I was new to the industry. Yeah. You know, I'd only been right. in the industry like four or five years. And, and Brian is the one that showed me, it's like, you got to prepare oh, yeah. for this stuff over and over again. Tell us about your plan and some of the initiatives that, that you guys are running yeah. at Capital. As it relates to risk adjustment, you know, you have to be thinking about RADV. It's, yeah. it's hanging over your head, and it's both right. sides. It's not just Medicare. It's on the right. ACA yeah, side, right? Even though the ramifications are slightly different with the extrapolation hanging over our heads right. on the Medicare side. But you have to be proactive. You've got to be right. thinking about where your pockets of risk exist, being proactive in identification and deleting of those. You want to do it in a very intelligent and deliberate way deliberate. so that you're not sort of bastardizing the, all the work that you've done to I get the, the right... bastardized. <laughs> to right. get the right accurate... You're going to block that one right. out, beep. <laughs> to get the right amount of risk score profiles right. and the accuracy of your uh, patient's acuity set up. So you don't want to throw out everything that you've done. So you want to be really strategic. You want to go after where those pockets of risk exist, but also in a way that doesn't sort of re require you to self-report a problem across your entire population. Right. Things like single well occurrence cancer claims well are an obvious low-hanging fruit. A low-hanging fruit. Right? You things like sepsis. Sepsis. Things that belong in an you know, in, uh, right. inpatient setting right. that are happening in outpatient yeah. setting. They're the anyone, easy things. Anyone that has sepsis, there's no inpatient setting. Like, exactly. You're not coming to the hospital with sepsis. Like, hey, you take a couple of Like a heart attack. You cannot have a heart attack in an outpatient setting. Stroke You've got first exactly. history of stroke. You know, exactly. Just, and those are just the, the, the common ones. Yeah. Um, that, that people get into. And I think I think it's so interesting and it's refreshing to hear you talk about this because we've been around a while and we've been in different plans and executive roles. I've always had a very aggressive audit mm -hmm. uh, plan. So I audited up to a third of all of my supplemental data. Yep. You know, um, I would offshore it, get it coded again, second pass. Um, if the audits look good, and I, maybe I go down to fifteen percent, maybe ten mm percent, -hmm. but exactly. I've never ever had less than ten percent. So yeah. if I'm pulling two hundred thousand charts, I'm auditing twenty thousand yeah, charts, yeah. that's, and that's, that's right. the bare minimum. Yep. I might be auditing as much as half. Right. If if I'm somewhere where I'm where I'm concerned, but even me, I never audited claims. Yeah. I didn't have. I'm not a claims guy. I'm not an eight thirty seven guy. Yeah. You know. So you're seeing with. Um, 85, 90% of the data is coming through claims. If you have a claim system that has some problems and, and you're getting some bad codes, you have some bad EMR, 
uh, taxonomies and stuff like that, you can stuff could be coming in on the front end mm -hmm. that people like me and you may not have that much control over. That's You're right. still putting yourself in a in a rough situation. Yep. What are some of the analytic at some analytic advice? Is it a vendor? Is it hiring good people? What are what are some of the things that you are doing uh, fundamentally in your in building your vertical yeah. to ensure that data you know you yeah. have data integrity? I mean, I'm I'm a huge proponent of actually insourcing a lot of this work, and I think it it really depends. I mean, there are plans out there that are multi-state, hundreds of thousands of right. members, and that is probably where you're looking for a vendor solution. Right. That's not what I'm dealing with at Capital Blue, so I want everything insourced. I have hired um, some pretty savvy technical analysts, folks, to be able to do our data integrity work, which is really analyzing our claims data and looking for those pockets of risk. Right. Where do those anomalies exist? There are things like provider types and specialties that can be nuanced. True. Their pathology claims are True. fraught with risk. They have that one exception to the face-to-face -face rule, really hard to find a pathology medical record. Right. So there's things that you can be looking for within your claims data to isolate that. I'm a big proponent of insourcing it. It's good stuff. Um, talking to Deb Convoy uh, from Capital Blue Cross Blue Shield in, in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm always interested when I come to Rise. So we talk about you know, we talk about the the operational side or risk adjustment and the operational side of Stars. As I grew up, my career, I got into more value-based care. So mm -hmm. I became the person that was writing the value-based care contracts and the PSPs and all of that yeah. stuff. And I really loved doing that, helping providers go into full risk. On the West Coast, everything is capitated. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's trying to go full risk or is already on full risk. Um, you spend a lot of time with the providers supporting those arrangements. I love talking to women in leadership. Um, Rise, is, they do a phenomenal job about highlighting our, our, our female leaders yeah. in this industry and giving them their flowers and deservingly so. It wasn't until I became a vice president and I realized that the other VPs that were just as qualified as I am, maybe even more qualified, were making $40,000 less Crazy. than me. And even as a black man, you know, yeah. you think that you're a minority, sure. you're getting the short end of the stick yeah. and you realize that women are getting the even shorter <laughs> yeah. end of the stick. And I immediately became a champion for, for women's equity in pay. Um, I'm very enamored with people like yourself that have gone through this industry, that are running large teams, that are visible. Uh, tell us a little bit about your leadership style yeah. and some of the cornerstones. What do you use to build your teams? How do you do your one-on-ones? Sure. Um, uh, how do you evaluate when you're hiring yeah. individuals? What makes a great culture? Yeah. Uh, at, whether it's at Capital, whether it's when you were in Massachusetts, what are some of the things that make a, a fantastic culture? Yeah, I think the first and foremost for me is when I think about building a team that's really bought in is the passion that comes with the role, the work that we're doing. It's all about the Medicare beneficiaries. Instilling that passion is your team, in your team, in that you exude yourself, and I'm definitely a very passionate person about right. this work. I think that's a big part of it. Building the leadership team around me, I'm looking for not just skilled people, experienced people. This is one of those areas, you touched upon this earlier, James. It's not like you can just come out of school and know it. That's right. You know, this is, an, is a field where right. you take years of experience to build the competencies. I, I actually, when I, when I was going up on the boardroom against somebody that went to Stanford, 
I got up a little earlier. <laughs> I wanted them to know yeah. that that Stanford education is not going to help you yeah. when you're trying to get the, the you're trying to get the HCC 17 <laughs> that's right. uh, with diabetes with that's no complications right. Right. To, to 19 with yep. complications right. and get the coefficient on that's that. Right. All of that stuff you learn at Stanford or Harvard yeah. that's not going to help that's you. That's not going to help you. You in my world. You in my boardroom. And I'm going to own you. I'm going to own you for the next 90 minutes. Now outside of that, you know, if we want to talk about derivatives and calculus, you're going to win that. You're going to win that. But in the HCC and getting the osteoporosis in the OMW in women's dental scan, I'm going to win. You're not going to win. Exactly. So yeah, it's 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 very important to have. You know, I always had people when I built teams. You know, I've had 40, 50 people under my vertical. I want to have a mix of people that were really traditionally educated mm-hmm. MBAs, and I want to have some people that have just been in the coding world for yeah. many, many years yeah. and kind of bring everybody together right. and bounce And using their strengths, right. right? So, like, not everybody brings the same thing to the That's same true. table, right? So That's using true. your strengths where you can, leveraging their capabilities right. and their desires. Like, right. if you're looking at somebody who's like, I really love the analytics side, let's yeah. exploit that. Yep. Let's use that the way we can. You are listening to the Lance and Jay Radio Network. Excellence, the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, the Wolf of Wall Street. You are listening to James Lewis III, host of the Lance J Radio Network.